MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It's good to have you on board. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Big show lined up for you. You'll get into some uh, player props for Championship Sunday coming up here in a little bit. Matt Eumann's on the program today. His best bets for the week. Jonathan Von Tobel, some NBA. And we'll go to uh, San Francisco later on in the morning. John Lund will join the program from KMBR in San Francisco. Is Debo Samuel going to play in this game? Of course, Paulie, we uh, every day at this time of year typically start with something in the NFL. But last night in the NBA with what took place, it was, I mean, how many times in history will you come in, wake up, and the discussion is a guy scored 62 points last night, and it wasn't even the most points scored by a player in the, in the league. Yeah. So we had one guy go for 70, who was your MVP frontrunner right now, Joel Embiid, and Carl Anthony Towns dropped, Towns dropped 62 in a loss, by the way. Yes. And how did that team give up 128 points? <laughs> we'll get to that coming up in a second. The Sixers scored 133. They couldn't cover... But the story is Embiid, 70 last night, and now he's down to plus 130 to win the MVP this morning at DraftKings. Well, how about he did it in 36 minutes? Yeah, right. That's the first 70-15-5 and five in NBA history. Four times we've had two players score 60 in the same night. We've never had two players score at least 65 in the same night. That was in range, but it didn't happen. Towns had 44 in the first half. He only uh, scored. He was two of ten from the floor yeah, in the fourth right, quarter. Right now, that that's into, yeah, well, yes, that, that's wild. You lose the game, but the tricky thing here with Embiid is plus 130, as you mentioned. But if he misses seven games, he's not eligible for the award. So, and then two weeks ago, he said, my main focus is health, not MVP. Sure. So while he continues to put up ridiculous numbers in the first 70, 15, and 5 in NBA history, uh, you can't just run out and say, well, this is a no-brainer. He's going to win the MVP because he might take, there could be an injury. Right. He could have some rest. 
they might sit them down with when we get later in the year. So with these new rules here, this has become uh, wild how you, you have to treat awards. But the kid just continues. I mean, on a bad night, he scores 30 now. Right. What he's done. Well, I mean, when you look at it like this. So Embiid, you wake up today. He is now averaging 36.1 points per game on the year. Harden did that back in 1819. That was his average for the entire season. When you go back and, you know, a lot of these players in the game today, their hero growing up was Kobe Bryant. And yesterday, good job by you pointing that out. It was the 18 year anniversary of Kobe going for 81. Did that play into it last night where these guys, it was, you know, it meant that much to them where they wanted to do something special. Kobe that year averaged 35.4 points per game. Back-to-back years for Michael Jordan, 87-88, it was 35 points per game, but the year before that, he averaged 37.1 points per game. So I, I, I do think, and look, we're coming in early here, and it's easy to say that as of right now, Embiid would win the MVP, um, and you know, go make a bet on that guy. But you're fighting two things. Not only can he only miss seven more games, right? Let's not forget about how good of a season Joker's having. It seems like every night it's 31, 15, and 10, or something along those lines. And when you look at some of the advanced numbers, Jokic is still actually better than Embiid. And Embiid's putting up, you can actually say, this year he's playing out of his mind. He's the true MVP maybe today, this year, compared to what he was last year. But regardless, um, some things that voters might take into effect now uh, with advanced numbers overall compared to previous years at dunksandthrees.com, great website, they have their estimated um, plus minus. He is now plus 10.8 on the year. Shea Gilgis Alexander is plus 9.3. This is per 100 possessions. And Joker is down to 7.2. When you look at the per metric, MB is sitting at 35.65. And uh, Joker is 32.05. So now he is like, that's a massive gap between number one and number two for the Hollinger numbers there mm-hmm. with the per rating. Yeah. But I don't, again, like... And people are going to bring up what happened last year in the playoffs, though, too. Well, if they use it against Joker before last year, they're going to use it against Embiid, you would uh-huh. think. Yeah. Uh, ninth, he's the ninth player to score 70. Does that surprise you? That it's only nine, or it's been that, that it's many? it's that many. Nine guys have done it? No, because it's... Now, we've been alive for plenty of them now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Booker did it. Yeah. You know, David Robinson did it. Yeah. Um, I know I'm missing some, but clearly. Yeah, it's also wild that he does it on the anniversary of Kobe because yep. you're thinking, does cause he get 80 now and he would have had it if he would have played a majority of the game. And then with the Minnesota angle, they came out and they said it after the game. Edwards said it. They were looking around thinking this guy might get 100. And the next thing you know, they blow an 18-point lead. They're number one in defense. <laughs> They're a 14-point home favorite against the god-awful Charlotte who's 10-31. and 31. Yeah. And next thing you know, we have a game. But uh, this is... The, the talent in this league. Oh, it's and I, amazing. I mean, Cat's a big guy, and he hits 10 threes. He's the, how about this? He became the first player in the history of the league last night to make 10 twos, 10 threes, and 10 free throws. Wow. That's, I mean, that'll tell oh, you oh, about the yeah. talent overall, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, he, that guy in any, any other era would just be ridiculous. He would stick out like a sore thumb, but he gets completely lost because so many players are just like better than him. Mm-hmm. Or they put up better numbers than Cat. Right. Well, you saw with both teams, though. Philly can't cover. Minnesota can't even win the game. I know. So one guy's scoring every time down. You're standing around. You're looking at him. And then Fence called it immature basketball afterwards. I mean, I don't know what they were doing defensively. But then one guy struggles in the fourth quarter. One guy's taking the majority of the shots. 
And then they, they can't even win the damn game. I know. And what happened? I mean, you're, you're right. You can't. How do you give up that many points at home to a bad team when oh, you're number one in defense? That, all of that, right? They it were t- out- completely takes away from the night. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's a kick to the breadbasket. You were outscored 36 to 18 at home in the fourth quarter. And you're a 14-point favorite, and Cat's doing that. And yeah, you're exactly right. Finch eviscerated the players after the game. That's an, that's a money quote, by the way, from yes. Anthony Edwards. Yes. We're standing around watching the guy. He might go for 100 when he's got 44 at halftime. And uh, that's, that's, I guess, the reason why. Just like, here you go, take over. And unfortunately for them and for Cat, he had that bad fourth quarter where just keep shooting, pal. See if you can get 70 or more. And then he put, he was two of 10 in oh, the fourth. Sure, good point. That's where you have to be careful and still respect the game. You can't just be focused on, well, this guy, let's see how many points he can get. And then if one guy's shooting, the other guys aren't in a rhythm. They're standing uh, right. around. And next thing you know, you're not playing real basketball. And, and you blow the game. I mean, that shouldn't even be close there. The fact that you're up 18 against these guys, you should run them out. That's now back-to-back losses at home. After what happened, they were coming off the loss at home against OKC. Uh, yeah. So yep. still a young team. Weird stuff's going to happen. So uh, that, that's they're saying all the right things afterwards. You're the one seed. It's going to be important that you get that. And you don't want to blow this season. You're off to a great start as we're getting close to the All-Star break here. Yeah, this will give you an example to your point of how much talent there is in this league. Last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP, right? He had 31-17-10. and 10. On the season, in 35 minutes, he's averaging 31.2 points, 11.5 rebounds, 6 assists, shooting 60% from the floor. He's 11-1 to 1 to win the MVP. And I would tell you, as of this yeah. morning, that's too long. Or I, I'm sorry, that's too short. It's too short. He should be higher than that because he basically, when you put him up against Joker and Embiid, unless something happens to those two guys, and I'll throw in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's not winning the MVP this year. Yeah. And he's, just, he's putting up insane numbers. You're right. And you're right. Joker has entered Jordan territory, where it's just he, he's going to get a triple-double on accident no matter what he does. And he's so good, and his numbers are so good. Yeah. It's and you're just like, like you're, you're used, Yeah, right. It's boring. It's no big deal. Like, you, you couldn't give Jordan the MVP every year. Even though you, you could have. Yeah, you could have. Should so have. So it's going to be the same thing with, with Joker. He could win it every year if the voters decide uh, to do that. And still with Embiid, who's putting up better numbers, it's the injury concern or at least uh, or health. And if he if he misses time the rest of the way. Yeah. So we can't advocate betting Embiid today. I would not even put him in parlays if that's available where you can bet um, with your legal sports books. I wouldn't do that just because, again, when he that's the double whammy, right? There's a chance he misses more time. And he's already talked about that. Because I think at this point, he also recognizes, look, it's great. I've now been recognized as the best player in the NBA for a single season. That's what I wanted to do once in my life. He won that. And now he also, on the other side, realizes that I I get ridiculed because I can't get out of the second round of the playoffs. So this year is about doing what Joker did last year, and that's making a run, get to the finals, and see if I can win a a ship here. And the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be fantastic. That's another one, too. Because they're gonna with some they're gonna make some yeah. moves. Philly's gonna make a move. Other trades are happening. The Pacers got Siakam. The Knicks got OG. All right. I mean, these are teams that weren't even supposed to compete and weren't even contenders, and they're improving themselves, trying to get up there and taking yeah. a shot. Yeah. So it's like the, it's the old uh, Daryl Morey line. Even if you have a five percent chance, you have to go for it. And these teams are doing it, so that's refreshing. Yep. And I think these teams at the very top. That's the thing, right? Some of the teams below. Philly, Boston, by the way, winners last night at Dallas, um, small favorite in that game. Tatum and Brown were awesome. They combined to go for more than 70. And the Bucks, like those three teams, are probably going to do something here. Well, look at what happened last year with the Heat. That's another reason why you have to go for it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get hot at the right time. There can be an upset. Someone can have an injury. 
Next thing you know, my God, we're in the conference finals. Yep. And you, you could do this. And remember, like ESPN, their numbers, the BPI, I think, before the Eastern Conference final started, they gave the Celtics like a 97% chance to win it per their numbers. And, be, you know, you blink twice. Oh, they're mm-hmm. down 0-3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just completely fatigued and out of gas, and they weren't coming back. They made it a good series, but that's, uh, I mean, you can get surpassed in the night, right? It's like two ships passing each other in the NBA because these teams are... Paul, there was a time not that long ago where every single year before the season started, you could name like three teams that are going to win the championship. Sure. That's it. No doubt. Now there's like 15. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different sport than what it was 10, 15 years ago. Right. Celtics are stacked, but one injury changes everything. Of course, right. But also you have considerable depth now in both conferences. And yeah. the West is wide open too, even though you have to respect the champs. Um, Guy scores 70 points in 36 minutes. My not God. 21 to 23 from the line. Yeah. And 24-41 from the floor last night. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Oh, he's great. I'm, I'm, I'm just forgetting not big guys. Just one of the best shooters. I'm actually an I'm outside su- jumper that he has. I'm surprised when he misses from 15 feet yeah, or from the free throw line. Yeah, good point. For more Follow the Money, tune in every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Only on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet five bucks, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings, new customers, use that promo code VSIN, V S I N. Again, five bucks gets you 200 And everybody, every day at DraftKings, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. VSIN, the sports betting network. The Lions are on to the NFC Championship. And there is nobody, literally nobody better to frame it for. For us, uh, Mike Stone, Stoney and Jansen, 97-1, 6 to 10. He is an institution, a radio legend, 30 plus years in the city of Detroit. There was a great article actually about Stoney in the Detroit news recently. So here's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to get out of the way and you just you just you just tell us like what's the vibes? How does it feel? Just continue to talk. Go. Hey, Patrick, you of all people, I believe that the sentence that I'm going to say Lions are 60 minutes from going to the Super Bowl. No words. No words. It's something that most people thought they'd never see in their lifetime. Most of us haven't. I was around and I was actually working in television and I was at the last time they were in the NFC Championship game against uh, the Redskins uh, in, in, the, in the end of the 91 season. But uh, this is unfreaking believable. They had the worst roster three years ago. They were 313 and one, had a nice finish the last year. But nobody, nobody thought that they would be uh, where they are right now. It's, it's incredible. The city is going bananas, and it's been an unbelievable few weeks. If my memory is correct, uh, sorry, Amal, that uh, Michigan won the national championship. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It is freaking incredible what's going on in this town football-wise right now. Uh, first of all, Stoney, congratulations. Wolverines had a great season, but the Lions yes, have supplanted that this year. We were talking a little bit yeah. earlier about just what it means and quantifying it, but tell me now why they're going to go to Santa Clara and win. Well, if you would ask me three weeks ago, I would have said they're not going to win, but, and I know it's recency bias, and I know weather had something to do with it, and Debo got hurt, but for the first time, because early in the season, I thought it was the 49ers and everybody else, including my hometown, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, then I thought it was, okay, it's San Francisco and Baltimore and everyone else. And I still think that, but for the first time Saturday night, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, the 49ers look somewhat vulnerable. I still think they're obviously, and they are where you are, the favorites, and they should be, and chances are they'll win the game. But I do think the Lions have a shot which I never would have thought a few weeks ago. What's and the crazy, reason is Mike, the best out, their offensive line is incredible. And it's, it sets up everything. And Ragnall, as you saw, is playing like a beast. Penny Sewell is the best right tackle in the football, in the NFL right now. Sorry, Lane Johnson. Uh, and Goff is just being really, really good. And 
They have creative play calling. Sometimes they get too cute. And, yeah, their defense, especially their secondary, kind of blows. But they've been able to bend, not break, and not give up a, a, a crap load of points. Were you? T- I was terrified. I thought Baker. I thought Baker. Ninety yards to go. A minute to go. Like, how did you feel? I thought. I genuinely thought they were going to score. No, I thought they would hold. I and I'm usually the most pessimistic. And if you're a Lions fan, you have to be pessimistic. I thought they would hold out. I really did. Uh, I didn't expect Derek Barnes to make the play of his life, considering he whiffed on the Prescott sack in the Saturday night game when it was on the 95-yard C.D. Lamb play. That would have been a safety, and if Lions probably would have won that game. But uh, no, I kind of thought they would bend, not break. And they've been against the Rams last week. They were real good in the red zone. Not as much yesterday, obviously, but I, I didn't think they were going to screw this up. Stoney, you cover the team. Tell us how the team responds to Dan Campbell, people, players you've talked to, what their thoughts are about him. And then what's probably the one thing that has stood out to you in a positive way about Dan Campbell and you see why this team is 60 minutes from the Super Bowl? Well, it's the same, it's the same answer to both your questions. He's real. He's, you know, everybody, you know, when he was hired, the whole kneecap thing, but he's not a fake. He's enthusiastic. He, he drives them. People in the city around the country, they love him. And the players love him. And the staff, because most of the guys on that staff played in the National Football League. And the players relate to him. He's honest with them. I'm sure behind closed doors, he gives them crap. But he instilled this belief in this team. Uh, and it's taken, you know, probably shorter than they would like to admit because I think that's why they didn't make some move, more significant moves at the trading deadline. They didn't think they were this close, but man, oh man, he he, is, he could run for mayor right now and, and win easily. <laughs> is and there then, a, man, my... women, the funniest thing is women, women who don't even know enough about football, everybody loves Dan Campbell. My, my wife's aunt, who's 90 years old, we visited her in Florida, and she said, you know, Michael, I don't know much. I hardly ever watch the Lions, but I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> Everybody loves the guy because he's real. He, he's authentic. You're right. There is an authenticity yeah. about him. Mike Stone, radio legend in Detroit, framing the Lions on their way to a championship game. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um, is there I a know. sense? Is there a sense? I really can't. Is there a sense they need to capital? They're going to lose Johnson. Maybe you know, Glenn potentially. Is there a sense that they got to capitalize now because there's going to be changes next year? Well, they don't want to suffer what Philadelphia had with losing two coordinators, but they might. Uh, you ask most of the fans, and they're pretty much okay with losing Glenn, although I think it's more of a lack of talent, as we talked about in secondary, than actually the scheme. He's trying to do anything with what they have uh, in, in the back uh, of, of that defense. Ben Johnson, they're going to miss. But a lot of it is also Dan Campbell's imprint on the offense. It's not all Ben Johnson. I mean, he's really, really good. But uh, he did some things yesterday. I mean, like in the first half, uh, and where Goff got sacked, it's third and one, and you're running shotgun empty, and you get sacked. You got Montgomery, you got Gibbs. Run the frickin' ball, or at least have a running back back there so you think going to run the ball and do a play action. Conversely, on the Reynolds touchdown where he, uh, Craig Reynolds, when he went for it on fourth and one, that was a great play because. If you're Tampa said, oh, Craig Reynolds in there, he's a blocking guy. They're, they're not going to run the ball. They're just going to throw it, and they gave him the ball, and he scored. 
So, yeah, Ben Johnson's really, really good, but sometimes uh, they get a little too cute. Stoney, if Detroit had to play Philadelphia, who would you have pulled for? Oh, stop. Oh, stop. The Lions. <laughs> Lions. The oldest, the oldest Easy. in the world. It's, been, it's, the, it's the Lions. Uh, because I, the Eagles, have, it's weird. Most people would always stick with their hometown, but I've been here since 1986. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, so I've had more more than half of my old life has been here and not so much this uh, regime because of the job being in the morning and stuff. I don't get to go to practice that much because I got to take naps, stay awake in the morning, but I don't know the players, as well. but you know, in the back of the days when I made that, you know, not a decision, it's just things like that happen naturally. When you know the players, when you know the coaches, when you're around the organization, I don't know anybody from Philadelphia. I mean, I remember 97, when the Flyers and the Wings played in the Stanley Cup Finals, the late Sean Burr said, "Who are you gonna Who are you gonna root for?" He said, "I, you know, I, I'll just let it have naturally." Because let me ask you a question: If the Flyers win, would you be able to drink from the Stanley Cup? I said, "No." He goes, "Well, you know, if, you, if we win, we will. You will." I said, no, that's a good point. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's wild. I can't, Stony. I, I literally can't because you you've done it for thirty years. You and Woj and the crew, like, but. It's just been a bit. It's been shtick. The futility has been oh, shtick. Yeah. It just feels weird that they're actually it, good. It, this is wild. I know. It, it's, it's amazing. We started to this morning's show. I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. They're 60 minutes from going to the Super Bowl. What are, forgetting about winning it, just getting there. I mean, you, look, for all, as you know, Patrick, for years, one playoff win since 1957. Well, you can check that box. <laughs> They've never won two playoff games in the same season. You can check that box now. They've been to an NFC championship game before and played a decent first half, and the Redskins just smoked them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's and it would, the craziest thing is they are, and you see the back headline of the New York Post today on the back page, obviously the, uh, the Taylor Swift and all the, you know, the, the Chiefs-Bills thing got the – but on the banner at the top, it said the real America's team, Buffalo Lions. And that's what they are. There's, there's not one person on this team that you can sit there, I don't like him. Maybe, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because he talks a lot of smack. But that's it. Now, in, in, in the uh, society we live in, if this keeps up where they're really good for two or three years, eh, people get sick of Dan Campbell. Just like people get sick of Patrick Mahomes, which I don't understand. But, I, you know, after a while, you know, people got sick of Tom Brady. It's just it's the way we are. But right now, it's... It's unbelievable. They are America's team. They're America's underdog, and it's great. I got t- I got twenty seconds. Are you going to be in Vegas if they advance? Uh, it's. I would like to. I think so, but I'm not hundred percent sure. By the way, one of the highlights yesterday was seeing our boy Derek Stevens in his suite. They flew out. They flew out one a.m. Vegas time uh, yesterday, a morning Saturday night, and then they flew back after the game. It was great. Incredible, Derek Stevens, circa in the D. VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, plus our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code ANG. What is that promo code, Kelly, again? That's promo code ANG, as in A numbers game, and I got breaking news for you on the other side. Oh, wow. Remember to use promo code ANG. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Yes, sir. The NBA news carries on. The Miami Heat have made a trade. Oh. Terry Rozier, welcome to Miami Hornets. Uh, get Kyle Lowry in a 2027 first round pick. Wow. I do think, think that will be a significant, a significant addition to the Heat backcourt. So for that guy, I got an argument with years ago. He's like, he's like, Kyle Lowry is going to win the Heat a championship. Almost. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah, it almost. wasn't really him who did it, but so they moved on. Interesting. Yeah. You think that makes them better? Yes, I think it makes it better. I think it gets a contract uh, off their books that they didn't necessarily want. And I don't think that Kyle Lowry experiment was ever going to work out in Miami. Yeah. Clearly did. The other part of that Sandler joke, by the way, the one about the Wilt ones, he had another part of that, which was, here's my imitation of all of Wilt's teammates the night he scored 100. For, forgot about the second part. Wilt, I'm open. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Ditzik joins us. You can follow him at whale underscore capper. He is the host of not one but two podcasts at NBC Sports Bet the Edge. And of course, Ditzik Classic, the deep dive with Andy Molitor. Drew joins us now from his abode in the LBC. How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing very well. You uh, are. You, does your needle move with the Lowry leaving the heat at all and Rosier coming in? I mean, I think that entrenches the heat probably in your top four in the East. Uh, it's upgrade, scary Terry, uh, heat culture. I mean, we got some synergy there, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> wow. I mean, for a second there, I was down, like, really? Wow. Scary Terry in the heat culture. <laughs> yeah. I get, I, I mean, it comes down to Jimmy Butler being healthy for the playoffs. I think he probably is kind of, you know, he's, he seems to still have it. Um, and, uh, you know, if he's, if he's right, then, um, yeah, they could be a, a tough out for the Celtics in round two in a one, four matchup. Uh, I don't think realistically any of the five through eight, uh, uh, teams in the East right now are, are like significant threats to the top four, but, uh, you know, a lot of things can change. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Drew, I, w- I would say, I mean, added a guy who can at least I mean, so many times we've looked at the heat the past couple of years and you're like, can anybody give me 20 points right. outside reliably. of like two or three guys yeah. reliably? Yeah. Uh, you know, Rozier at least is able to do that from time to time. Right. Yeah, that's that's a very fair point. I mean, uh, any kind of even even if he ultimately takes on more of like a. Uh, you know, uh, a Tyler hero, second banana type of role, um, you know, that, that having a guy who can heat it up uh, and create is uh, definitely valuable for the heat who have kind of been significantly missing that player. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Drew, the first segment we were talking about uh, Joel Embiid tickling the strings to 70 balloons as one of the coaches yeah. at basketball camp used to say to us. Um Plus 130 for MVP, and Kelly very astutely pointing out, he's got to play a minimum of 33 more games to qualify. Ergo, that a bet for you or not? It's not because of that, um, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be the holding the bag here because I have a lot of uh, Jokic, and uh, Jokic's case is starting to look really 
pedestrian um, by comparison. Uh, that said, uh, you know we got a lot of games left, and I don't see the but I don't see a clear path for the Sixers to get a top two seed in the East. So literally, Embiid is just going to have to lap Jokic in counting stats and be the clear and obvious eye test favorite for everyone. I think to beat Jokic. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating market because I do think there is scope for Embiid to miss more time in March and April. Uh, yeah, he's obviously they're obviously being a uh, you know conscientious about. Uh, how often they're playing him for good reason. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think there is a chance that he, if he makes the threshold, it's barely, uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, a player like Jokic is going to play most of, you know, you know, play what 74 games, uh, 76 games, something like that. Like, you know, th- there's going to be an argument that people have about just availability, even if Embiid meets the, um, minimum threshold. All right. Uh, any NBA plays today by any chance? Uh, yeah, let's see. I played, speaking of the Nuggets, uh, laid the four with them. Tyrese Halliburton remains out for Indiana. Um, can color me unimpressed with uh, kind of upgrading their rating just based on the Pascal Siakam trade. Not that I don't think that's good for them long term. I just don't think they're like a meaningfully better team. And I think you have a nice little, uh, you know, a rare opportunity where you have a rest advantage for the road team here. So um, I'll take the Nuggets, uh, lay in the points. And uh, yeah, the New Orleans Pelicans, I think, should be. Uh, closer to double digit favorites against this iteration of the jazz. Um, not exactly sure what uh, the jazz are doing to warrant uh, kind of, you know, puncher's chance consideration in this game. They look like they're, uh, they're in a little bit of trouble tonight to me. Battle on. Do you have any uh, NBA? Place yeah. Cosign on the nuggets. I'm on the nuggets. I did look at the Pelicans didn't play yet. Might be joining uh, drew there. I'm on the Knicks side with probably everybody else on the planet tonight. <laughs> and then I grabbed uh I do have my biggest NBA bet of the year, I guess, uh, pre-flop tonight, but it's no longer at a number available. Drew probably noticed this yesterday, but it is Clippers uh, laying (laughs) five and a half right when LeBron got ruled out last night. And it's nine now. That was a good one. It's nine now. All right, uh, let's do uh, one of the championship games here, and then we'll we'll save the second one for the second segment. Let's start with the first, which is the AFC championship on Sunday with the Ravens hosting the Chiefs. Um, Two MVP quarterbacks. The marquee matchup of the two, one would say. Have you made up? By the way, let me just preface this because I'm not giving Drew his street cred. He was fantastic wildcard weekend as we documented here on this show. Then I believe you swept it in the, in the Megapod as well, division round. Ravens favored by three and a half here with a total at 44 and a half. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, you did your best to try to jinx me, uh, but it didn't work, Gil. It didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the this 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 is getting increasingly tougher, though, uh, <laughs> as you would expect. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, I think there is definitely um, if you don't already have Chiefs in pocket from pre, um, I guess. I don't think there's, I think if the market is soft at all for the chiefs, it's for a specific reason, which was there was a day, um, right before week 18, uh, where the chiefs were like mm, plus four fifty, plus 500 ish, uh, to win the AFC. And it was a bad price because there was, uh, you know, there were, there were a number of things that kind of all kind of came together where there were paths for them to basically just scoop equity like crazy uh, without even really doing anything just because, you know, the bills could have lost out not even gone to the playoffs. Uh, you know, the chiefs could have had, you know, gotten the, the Steelers in, in the first round, right? You know, there were, there were a lot of paths for the, uh, the chiefs to um, gain equity while doing nothing. Uh, and you know, the worst case scenario is, you know, you had multiple opportunities to get off the chiefs if you did make that bet. And so I'm, I'm staked 
non-trivially staked into the Chiefs winning the AFC uh, at I think plus 450 was the uh, kind of last last number I clicked there. Um, so I'm essentially already on Chiefs uh, at a better price than you can get on money line plus 163. So I think and I think there are plenty of people who also were pretty confident in the Ravens preseason who are sitting you know, sitting on some, some nice prices, Ravens. And, you know, so if there's any chiefs, you know, momentum in the market, is it people shooting for a middle? Probably. Uh, and I think that's kind of why you're seeing this type of a, a market, um, you know, established here. I definitely have talked to people whose numbers I respect, who think this should be closer to four and a half, five. Uh, I personally think this should be three. Um, so I think there could be some two way action, just people who are, you know, agnostic on who ultimately wins the AFC, who, you know, who are getting down on this one. And there's been a little bit of push pull. Um, I guess plus three and a half minus one fifteen is the best I see right now. And that that's the best that there's been for the Chiefs. So uh, as of this moment, we're looking at mostly uh, Ravens action in the market. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think, you know, there's going to, it could, this could, this, this is going to, I've, been, I've made this joke a couple other times. So if you've already heard it, I apologize, but, um, this has all of the whiffs of no matter what you decide here, uh, I'm going to back the chiefs. I'm going to back the Ravens in the fourth quarter of this game. You're going to feel stupid. Um, because <laughs> it's either, so true. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was staring at you. You could have had Pat Mahomes at plus money in an AFC championship game. You know, this is Pat Mahomes as a dog is Kelly automatic. Had, Kelly had to do the walk of shame <laughs> yesterday for fading Mahomes. We did the whole thing. Yeah, I yelled yeah, at sure. myself. I yeah, gave myself sure. a pep talk yeah. drew for this week and sure. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, you know, there, there's definitely scope where in the fourth quarter, if you back the Ravens here, you're like, man, I, I had a chance to back Pat Mahomes at the biggest price he's ever been in the playoffs and I didn't do it. Uh, and there's also a scope here where you're like, wow, I, I backed the Chiefs and, and missed the fact that the Ravens were a generationally great team uh, when all of the signs were there. <laughs> the entire fourth quarter of the season, their offense, this was a late blooming offense, guys. This was an offense that emerged at the right time of year uh, to really give uh, defenses, you know, hell in the playoffs. And even beyond that, I'll say that like the Ravens showed you some stuff in the second half of that Texans game that we haven't really seen from them this year. So they obviously have like a whole nother gear that uh, they've been kind of keeping in their back pocket for the high leverage moments. That's scary. So um, favorite bet on the game. If I had to have one over 44 and a half, I think this is not going to be a uh, kind of a, a, a tightly contested uh, field position, field goal type of game. I think both of these quarterbacks can show out and I think this should be closer to 47 on the total. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. The NFL Playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, that code V-S-I-N, the crown is yours. Alongside Matt Brown. I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN primetime. We're live here in uh, Las Vegas. I was going to say lovely. It was a little rainy today, so not lovely. But uh, by this weekend, it'll be fine. It was not lovely today here in town. And someone who... You know, I, I got the ha- like hair. Like it doesn't it doesn't work well with the hair. The, the humidity out there is just not good. I was, that was took me an extra ten minutes to get here today trying to figure out what was going on with the with my bouffant going on here. So yeah, it was it was something else. So like live shots at local news. Like it's raining. <laughs> so, yeah. Get out in the street and show everyone. Like, you know, like the whole office is done. Like, Don't, we have meteorologists. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like only three people left in studio. They're like, everyone else get out there and prove it's raining. Like, like show everyone. Put it all over social. Well, a Vegas native who doesn't know much mm. about rain, because it never does here, is Mike Pritchard, who joins us each and every Monday on this show. Pritch, I want to start with this, because we saw MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling make a big contested catch late in that game against Buffalo. And we know the dropsies have been a big concern for him, not only this year, but throughout his career as a former wide receiver. What did you make of that catch from NVS? And and is he a guy that KC, dare I say, can trust moving forward? Well, they're going to have to. Uh, I mean, they're, they're running out of options too, right? Um, this is what defines the Super Bowl team, though, a, a championship team, uh, is when you can have guys like that make key plays. Uh, it's no different than a role player in the NBA or, 
somebody off the bench and, and you know, the, on the fourth line in, in the NHL, who it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you got to step up and make a play and be there for your team. Uh, and MVS was able to do that. You know, it, it remains to be seen who's going to continue and who's going to be consistent to do that. Uh, but they have a guy um, at the helm and, and certainly one of the most fierce competitors you'll find on Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, you don't, you don't want to disappoint a, a player like that. Uh, having played with John Elway, having played with Warren Moon and all these guys, it's like you do not want to disappoint the legends. So you, you better be accountable and you certainly better step up and, uh, and show out. Perch, how does a team like the 49ers feel after a win like that? I mean, you go in, you basically get dominated uh, for the vast majority of the game. Do you come in the locker room and do you know you got lucky? Do you know that you kind of that you probably should have lost the game? Or is your mindset like, no, 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 we're the better team. We won. And that's what's supposed to happen. Like, what is the residual effect of a win like that? Is it is it net positive or is it kind of net negative? Well, it's positive because you're in the conference championship, right? And, and so it doesn't matter how you get there. You got the job done. You won the game. Uh, now you got to clean it up, though, uh, Matt. And, and to your point, uh, yeah, you feel good and you celebrate it and you're happy that you're going to contend to go to the Super Bowl. But at the same time, you got to clean up a lot of things and you got to get better quick, fast, in a hurry uh, with a lot of aspects of your game right now. Now, I, I don't think the 49ers and I don't think Kyle Shanahan is the type of coach that will allow them to think that it was rust or the fact that they had to lay off. I mean, they got their butts pushed around and they got their butts whipped a little bit out there against Green Bay. So uh, maybe that's the wake up call for these guys to practice harder, uh, even though you're going to be in helmets and shorts the majority of the week. Uh, make sure you don't tweak anything. But but mentally, more more important than physically, be ready to go. Understand your assignments. Don't break down. There was some breakdowns in that game and some frustration. We saw that uh, with Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, guys running the wrong routes. You got Debo out the game and guys needed to step up too. And uh, not everybody was ready for that moment. So uh, more of a wake up call, but yet relief, but at the same time, uh, confidence, because you're, you're one game away from the, from the big game when that's the Super Bowl. We're talking to Mike Pritchard joining us here on Prime primetime uh, two park, uh, because we got the Debo Samuel injury, but we also have Debo Samuel going to social media backing his quarterback with all of the questions, understandably so, uh, about Brock Purdy. And is he the type of guy that can lead this team to a championship? So let's start with the health side first. I think Schefter right. reported it's 50-50, not a fractured shoulder. Uh, Shanahan said a lot of pain is there. What does this offense look like, Pritch, on Sunday if Debo's not out there? You know, they have so many playmakers, uh, Tim, uh, that, with planning, I, I think they'll be able to overcome it, but they're, they're going to miss his explosiveness. They're going to miss his dynamic play. That's for sure. Uh, mismatches too, from a personnel standpoint, dressing up similar plays uh, because what they're facing uh, is a team that knows them very well because that team runs the same offense, right? Uh, and they try to dress up things themselves with their personnel. So uh, you, you want your best players out there. He'll be a big miss uh, if he can't go out there, but you got to step up, right? Uh, you know, it's fascinating uh, to think about Brock Purdy. And I don't know if you guys caught caught this as well, but uh, Coach Shanahan was reluctant to open it up because he knows that Brock Purdy is limited, right? Uh, but he had no choice down the stretch and he had to trust him uh, a little bit more than he wanted to uh, as they needed to win that game, obviously against Green Bay. So we'll see if this opens up 
a bigger can or a bigger uh, section of that playbook because there's a lot of plays in there. Uh, I can tell you, I can attest to that. There's a lot of plays that Kyle wants to call, uh, but can he call them when you're in that situation with Brock Purdy? Maybe a little bit more trust, uh, certainly in the NFC Conference Championship game. Well, and then to go back on that, you know, there was a clip out there and Ryan Clark wasn't the only one. Plenty of people were, were given their opinions, but Debo, you know, said never seen so much hate for a quarterback that led the league in almost every category. So right. is this, I hate using this Pritch because it's a championship game. You don't need motivation ever, but yeah. is this, is this a rallying cry for this team around Brock Purdy? Because all week long, you know what the talks is going to be about is which one of these doesn't belong. You've got first round picks and then you've got Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, circles of wagons time all year long, I think, for Brock. I mean, there was that push for MVP not too long ago, right? Uh, and then, okay, let's let's take that pressure off of Brock and put it on Christian. Uh, Christian's the rightful MVP, you know, all that kind of thing. So either way, they're trying to protect their quarterback because here's the reality. Brock, Brock Purdy is has an incredible story. Um, but you know, you're facing Jared Goff, who's the number one uh, pick, and, you know, the guy who's been to a Super Bowl as well, uh, and a guy that's got a high-octane offense, and a guy that's played a high level of football over the last couple of years. And, and so how do you mitigate or how do you limit the pressure that you know Brock Purdy is going to feel, right? And so, yeah, you got guys like Debo stepping up. You'll have others stepping up to just alleviate that pressure because that's what's going to do in Brock Purdy if he succumbs uh, to the pressure. If he's able to relax like he did all year, and if they're able to get into the playbook, run the football, use play action, and make things easy for Brock, he'll, he'll be okay. I mean, he'll manage the game and certainly make some plays. But if he feels that pressure uh, for a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant, I mean, that comes to the surface big time. Rich, we're sitting here seven points in favor of San Francisco at home. The Lions go in, and I think people are saying, you know, here, you're already going to hear it, right? Okay, it's golf outdoors. They're no longer in a dome. Yeah. It's all, you know, all the, all the stuff you're going to hear all week long. Secondary can't stop anybody. What are they going to do? How live do you think the Lions are here on the road against the Niners? Well, I, I think they match up very well. I mean, I, this spread is interesting to me because I, I, I think these two teams are mirror images of each other uh, as far as playmakers, as far as what they want to do, as far as scheme, uh, even defensively. You, know, you got Aiden Hutchinson on one side and you, you got uh, Bosa on the other. It's all these matchups, right? So Bosa, uh, if he's going to rush from the left side, the defensive left side, that means he's going up against right tackle Penny Sewell. Uh, and he's going to get locked down. We saw Green Bay kind of handle him uh, and certainly have a plan for him. Therefore, Jordan Love was able to operate, right? Uh, so if they don't move Bosa to the other side, we know that Hutchinson can go left or right uh, on that defense for Detroit. I, I, it's going to be very interesting in terms of the matchups and how to utilize them and how everybody dresses up everything. Uh, especially when you are a mirror image of each other. But this is all about individual performances as a team uh, and guys beating their individual, winning their individual battles, right? I, I think Detroit matches up very well and therefore has a great chance of getting inside that number. All right, Pritch, we won't talk to you before the Super Bowl matchup is announced. So I'm putting you on the spot here. As of right now, Monday, January 22nd, who will be playing in Las Vegas? Well, as of right now, I, I got to go with the Ravens. I mean, they are ferocious defensively uh, and they'll beat you up offensively too. I think, I think KC's running out of options offensively. Uh, they've hit a ceiling there, right? And then on the other side, 
I am so close to predicting an upset, but I can't do it yet because the 49ers are at home. So I'll go with the Ravens and two number one seeds, right? Uh, the Ravens uh, and the 49ers. All right, there it is, Ravens 49ers. Pritch, always appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week when we've got the Super Bowl matchup all lined up. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber to get access to daily sports betting articles, betting tools, power rankings, and picks sent to your inbox every day. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.